Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Since the launch of Sputnik 1 in 1957, several thousand human-made devices have been sent into Earth's orbit. A return trip was never in the cards for many of them. Thus, broken satellites, abandoned rockets, and assorted bits of mission-related garbage are now whizzing around our planet at frighteningly high speeds. Some objects may be traveling faster than 27,000 kilometers per hour. That's around 17,000 miles per hour, or really fast. And the trash begets trash. Collisions can generate even more debris, leading to even more impacts. This is a serious problem for a world that's dependent upon telecommunications and GPS signals. More than one active satellite has been destroyed by space debris, and many more will doubtless meet the same fate. We haven't come up with a perfect solution yet, but there are ways to remove some of the orbiting bodies that have outlived their usefulness— For almost half a century now, space agencies have been instructing old satellites and decommissioned vessels to crash land in a remote part of the South Pacific. The area is known as a spacecraft cemetery. It encompasses a geographic place of interest known as Point Nemo, a Latin word meaning nobody, and it's the furthest you can get from dry land without leaving planet Earth. It's about 2,500 miles, or 4,000 kilometers, east of New Zealand. So, when a doomed spacecraft is sent there, the chances of it hitting a person, or even a passing boat, are pretty dang slim. The watery gravesite received its first decommissioned spacecraft in 1971. More than 260 others have subsequently been laid to rest there, with the majority being of Russian origin. None can match the prestige, though, of Mir, the Soviet-built precursor to the International Space Station, or ISS, which cruised above Earth from 1986 to 2001. When Mir received instructions to land in the vicinity of Point Nemo in March of 2001, the space station broke apart in its rocky descent through Earth's atmosphere. Many components burned up in the process, and the six main fragments that remain are scattered across a wide expanse of sea floor. Similar things happened to the European Jules Verne spacecraft, the Russian Progress cargo ship, and countless other denizens of the deep-sea burial ground. Come 2031, NASA plans to plunge the ISS into the waters of Point Nemo after more than 30 years of service— NASA expects to be able to operate the ISS safely through the year 2030. Of course, getting a spacecraft to land anywhere takes a lot of skill and precise calculations. Space agencies must remain in contact with their vessels in order to send up guidance instructions. Once that degree of control is lost, a craft is liable to wind up anywhere. If you lived through the space race, you might remember how NASA's Skylab unexpectedly crash-landed in Western Australia in 1979. By the same token, nobody knew where the Chinese Tiangong-1 orbital lab would come to rest after it stopped working properly in March of 2016. In what the press called a near-amazing coincidence, the eight-and-a-half-ton lab crash-landed on April 1st, 2018 in South Pacific waters, just narrowly missing Point Nemo as it fell. To 
Today's episode is based on the article Point Nemo, Where Spacecraft Go to Die, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com. It is produced by Tyler Klang and Ramsey Yount. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.